0: That Sober Guy Podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised.
1: I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy Podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here today. Our guest today is Eric Rogers, and I'm really stoked to talk to him today. Um, Eric is the owner and CEO of Rogers Fitness Academy. Uh, and he's persevered through, through some uh, some pretty dark times um, Homelessness, addiction, uh, incarceration uh, And there's definitely more to the story We're going to hear more from him uh, About his darkest moment uh, Where Eric actually almost ended his own life And I'm so glad he didn't do that Because you're going to get to hear some awesome inspiration Encouragement and motivation to, uh, today from him uh, instead, he decided to pursue a disciplined life and focus on fitness and nutrition. I'm looking at him right now. He's got massive guns, dudes. like, let me tell you, bro, the dude is shredded. So uh, he knows what the hell he's doing. Uh, after battling and conquering some of life's biggest challenges, uh, he's now a devoted family man, uh, is a su- successful businessman, and he's uh, a big mentor to many other people out there. So uh, we're going to get to Eric in just a minute. Before we do that, hey, maybe you're tired of drinking. Maybe that's why you're here today. I know at my end's uh, wit, I was exhausted. Uh, We have a 30-day program designed to help you quit drinking for 30 days or more. It's called Quit Drinking Dude, The Ultimate Men's Guide to Quit Drinking Alcohol and Stay Sober for 30 Days or More. Uh, you can check it out right now. Uh, while it's still new, you can get the entire 30 day challenge, the 30 day program for 50% off. Just use the promo code 50% off. You got to spell it out. You can go to quitdrinkingdude.com and you can check it out there. Uh, also be sure to follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. And then we have an amazing sober guy men's group on the locals platform. Got a ton of good dudes in there talking about recovery, trying to stay sober, uh, and, and just really in there motivating and supporting each other, uh, so you can check out the locals app or you can go to that sober guy podcast.locals.com. and all the links, uh, from everything we talk about today will be in the show notes to make it easy for you to check those out. And, uh, let me, uh, take Eric off of mute here as he comes in the little virtual studio. Uh, what's up, Eric. It's good to see you, man. Great to have you on the show today, brother. How are you?
0: Good. What's good, man. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to talking and hearing a bit about your story, um, and and of course, uh, fitness, nutrition—such important aspects, uh, just in general, but especially for dudes out there who are trying to live a healthy lifestyle free from alcohol, man. Um, so why don't why don't we start here, man? How you doing? Where are you from? Tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself.
0: I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to be here today. I am from a small town called Pilot Hill, California. Population. 419 people. Wow. Uh, small town mentality, man. Where is that? Uh, a lot of it's in uh, near Sacramento in between Sac and Lake Tahoe. I Dude. don't know if you ever heard of like Folsom Lake, Folsom Prison. Uh, you still live there?
1: You st- is that where you still live?
0: I'm close. I'm bro, close. I'm, we're gonna I'm ha- about 20 minutes away.
1: We're going to have to link up, bro. I'm just down in Vacaville. I'm not far oh, you from are? you, bro. I go to Lake Tahoe. That's like hey. my favorite spot ever. So we'll wrap we'll about that later. That's yeah, awesome. I didn't do know it,
0: that. let Yeah. Absolutely. So you grew up there. So mm -hmm. I grew up there, uh, actually lived in the same home for my till I got kicked out of the house. Right. Uh, If you look from the outside, my family dynamic was very good. Right. Father was a a Folsom prison guard. My mom was a hairstylist. There was a lot of, uh, you know, we went to church every week. Yeah. So from the outside looking in, it looked good. But at, at the age of seven, I had a very traumatic experience happen to me. At the age of seven, I was actually sexually molested by my Sunday school teacher. And, uh, I mean, you can imagine what that would do to a child. You can imagine. um, And actually, a week later, I knew I had to go back every week. I knew I had to go, you know, see that woman every Mm. week. I actually poured bleach in her coffee. I tried to kill her the next week. She got extremely sick, and I was scared for my life. I was like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. She lived, but... I, yeah. I held that secret in because of that. And I didn't tell, I didn't tell a single person up until actually this year. It's the first time I've ever spoken of it to wow. anybody. Yeah. Damn. Anybody. That's
1: a long time to hold, hold that in bro. Hey bro. I'm, I know we don't yeah. know each other well, but just from dude to dude and friend to friend, whatever, bro, I'm so proud of you for being able to express that bro and get it out. Cause I'm sure that was not easy, man. So that's no, awesome. dude. Eh.
0: What was crazy about it is it was so repressed. Yeah. Because I had pushed it down so far that it almost felt like a dream. I almost felt ashamed to speak of it because I wasn't even almost I was almost not sure if it was real. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sure. So faded. But what happened, I mean, the, the rest of my life from from that day to twenty four years old, it, it it just makes all it makes a lot of sense what yeah. happened to me after that right the, the walk that I took the path that I took it, the direction I took uh, by the age of eight I, I was doing drugs mm. and I had small wow. small amounts but household man like I was drinking the whole bottle of Robitussin I was for you know taking four doses of Benadryl just to just to separate myself from reality and that's really why I did it the first time was accidental found my mom's pills fell in love with it and I realized like wow this is how I'm gonna this is how I'm gonna make it and truth be told without drugs i wouldn't be here right now like that's that's the truth wow. drugs kept me alive they kept me happy enough to survive um but obviously because of that path i i went in directions so dark with so much more trauma that it just kept piling up and piling up yeah. to the point where um 17 years old um i was as a cocaine addict and dealer and i i had a job i worked at roundtable and i get a call from my dad and he's like hey you got 24 hours to get the heck out of my house i get out of my house get all your stuff it's all out on the front on the front porch i never want to see you again i I found your your stash right and so at the age of 17 i'm homeless and that night i found a place to sleep i i crashed on somebody's couch And I didn't know this guy very well, but I knew he was kind of into drugs. And, man, he pulled out a bag of white powder, and I decided I was going to go ahead and take some, and it ended up being methamphetamines. Oh, shit. Right. And and the type of person that I am, I took it to the next level. And if you see my life now, that's exactly what I'm doing, just in the opposite direction. I I, I'm an all-in type of guy like I'll either be extremely bad or extremely good like I I think that's something that's a part of my identity that I've accepted and I believe that a lot of people's chance of recovery is in their identity You know and for me, it's like I have to be fully disciplined now. I have to I can't backstep I can't make I can't you know make mistakes like I I used to because I'll go back Um, And so I've learned a lot about myself through like realizing how far I'll actually go And I know that if I just directed that that drive and energy into something good Like I could build something great. And so that's what I'm doing now Um, But I ended up Going to jail Um, And at that point in my life, man, I was like I was dealing with a lot of drug-induced psychosis Signs of schizophrenia I, I was that guy on the side of the road like yelling at cars and biting his shoulder, and chewing his tongue, like scratching his yeah. face. Like I got scars all over my face from it, wow. my jawline. Um, and I was, I was at a point that I don't think a lot of people would ever get out of. Yeah. I, I was that deep, you know, like I was scaring people that were smoking and snorting meth for 20 years. They're like, bro, you need to slow down. And it's like, yeah. I just didn't care. I didn't care. You know how, I mean? how
1: old were you by by this time?
0: i was 18 when i went to jail so Damn. um i did it i did it for around a year mm-hmm. um of the hard of methamphetamine i obviously did drugs my whole life but with the hard stuff about a year and i basically fried myself within a year yeah and yeah i was crazy lost uh, i think like 30 pounds i was probably 125 pounds wow. when i went to jail and i'm now i'm 225 <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and that's that's yeah. really the story man like it from that point on, you know, I, I continued to run away from pain. Mm. I just got out of the hard stuff. I moved on to alcohol. And you see, if you see my life, it's just a timeline of me skipping around vice to vice, yeah. but never yeah. fully healing. And it, it just got to a point where yeah, I'm married with to my beautiful wife. I have a, a one year old baby son. Oh, congrats. And bro. It's awesome. Yeah, this well, this was this was four years ago. Um, now my son's four, and uh, I am with I my see, wife. Okay. Gotcha. But at that moment, I was I was drinking a a, a fifth a night, dude. Just like Man. going hard, and alcohol was my new choice to drug. Alcohol and Xanax, and I got to a point where my wife and son they just realized like, like, hey, you're not a you're not a good fit for us. Like, yeah. you're hurting us. My I can't keep my son around you, and you know that they left me, and I. You know i was at a point in my life where i had lost everything again probably the third rock bottom in my life and I, at that moment is when i decided that i was going to take my own life wow huh um, yeah and i i mean i had it had the gun in my mouth i had my finger on the trigger and it was that moment where i kind of had a realization and i you know i thank god for this that realization was I'm responsible for this, yeah. and it was the first time in my life that I ever felt that way. Uh, before it was because of the childhood trauma. It was always like it's it's your fault, it's your fault, it's their fault. You know, nothing's ever gonna work for me. That victim mentality, and it was that point where I hit 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 complete rock bottom, and I had nowhere else to go but death or up. That I decided like, holy shit, like, dude, I am responsible for this. Like my act, my actions actually got, got me here and yeah, it got, it got me thinking. And I started to, to realize that, and I started to become empowered to realize that my actions today can change my future outcome. Oh, that's good.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, dude, th- thank you, bro, for being so open and sharing, um, you know, that part of your life with us. Um, there's so much there, but one of the things that really stands out to me t- towards the end, Um, and, and I know there's a lot of dudes out there who, um, have gone through traumatic situations. They've gone through things growing up, um, where they, they tend to, as they start to get older, it's almost like they identify through that victim mentality. Like, and, and, and that thing destroys us. It destroyed me for a long, a long time too. And I still continually have to work on it. It's a, it's a practice, but I'm wondering if you can maybe, I think you'll, ha- I think you probably, I'm guessing you probably have some good insight on this through your experience. Like when you recognize that, um, you know, how did you get through it and how do you continue to work on that? And what would you say to, a you know, another dude out there who, who might be struggling with that a little bit?
0: Um, maybe he doesn't even say, know it too. Right. And this is the honest and sad truth about, uh, about where a lot of, I see a lot of people at are at is that they haven't hit rock bottom yet. Yeah. And the the sad thing is, is I I believe that a lot of people need to. And and, because I believe that a lot of people are very hard headed, very hard headed and right. It's not my fault. It's not. And that's where I was. And so I would suggest like checking yourself and taking responsibility for everything in your life before you could hit that that spot and get the help you need. But I can guarantee you that If you're not, if you're not feeling the pain yet, then it's going to be extremely hard to have that realization and that self-awareness that it is your fault. Yeah. So I wish I had a better answer. No, I love it. it. it,
1: It's personal responsibility. I mean, you hit it is when it comes down to it. But the, the, I think that the issue that we most run into and I myself experienced this is I just had no awareness of it. It took that bottom. It took that hurt, that pain in order for, Um, for God to enlighten me and kind of open that door up where I could see like, holy shit, like this is okay. Wait a minute. This is me. This is my choice. I'm the one who has to choose to feel like X, Y, or Z today. I'm the one who has a choice to make. If I'm going to go down this path to the right, which could kill me or this path, you know, down, you know, the straight and narrow that's hopefully going to empower me and help me be a better man, you know? So that, so that kind of leads into this, like, how do you turn that weakness into strength?
0: Man, it's again, like, I believe that accountability is everything. Like, I don't, I don't think that I would have had that realization. Like, like life sucks. unless my wife and kid were in my life Yeah, and, and left. So, I mean, turning, I mean, explain, explain what you just said to me again. Like, let me get a better A better view on well
1: so because i think a lot of us we look at we look at these things that have happened to us um we we mentioned the victim mentality right we mentioned um we need to have some awareness of of what that is but like we a lot like a lot of times i see guys who will stay in that mentality because they, like you said, you didn't talk about something for a long time because it hurt you. And you could look at that as a sense of weakness, right? I'm I'm sure maybe you did for many years. I know another buddy of mine who went through something similar, didn't talk about it forever because he just, he he was so hurt and and he didn't know how to express it. And he didn't want anyone to think he was weak. But contrary to that, Paul says in, in, in the Bible, even when I'm weak, I'm strong. And so how do right. we take those weaknesses and, and flip them into strengths and use okay. them to help other people?
0: Man, you have to realize that the purpose of everything you go through, all the pain is, is growth. Like when you can change your perspective on what's, what's actually happening in the background of things, then you can see that you can embrace it and, and yeah. feel it and let it change you, if that makes sense. So yeah. I think a lot of us push it away. We don't want to speak about it because it's painful. So we keep pushing it down and down and down, and we continue to, to grow that pain. But if we come to the realization, maybe through hearing somebody's story, or maybe through hitting your own rock bottom, yeah. that man, on the, on the backside of all this disaster, all this chaos and pain, something good is happening. And that's like a, a spiritual maturity, or just a maturity inside of you that's that has that's more tolerant to to pain yeah, as it's good an inner strength that can help others in this world you know what i mean like i couldn't i don't think i'd be who i am today helping hundreds of people being an influence in any way if i didn't go through the things i went yeah. through so the yeah. perspective is everything on that
1: Man, perspective is key. You heard that, man. Mm-hmm. I heard that right too. That's so true. Right. How do we yeah. frame, you know, how do we frame our current situation up? Do we look at the glass half full? Do we look at it half empty? Like we got, you know, right. we have a we have a choice for that. Um, I wanna I wanna ask you one more question and then I wanna jump into Rogers Fitness Academy because I'm so pumped to hear about that, like how you started it, how you're helping yeah. dudes out there. Um, but I thought this was an interesting uh question in in some of the notes I had on your background. Um, you mentioned about self-talk and self-criticism, um, and then you said it's the key to overcoming self-doubt. So I was hoping maybe you could elaborate a little bit more on that. Did you lose me there? Okay, there. I think yeah, I'm I blocking. lost you. Okay, yeah,
0: we're good. Did you? I, I got self-talk and self-criticism.
1: Okay, so self, so let, yeah, let me rephrase. That. I think the the internet signal dropped real quick, but self-talk, self-criticism, and then you said it's the key to overcoming self-doubt. So how do those right. how does that kind of go together? I just wanted to see if you'd elaborate a little bit
0: more on that. See, self-criticism is a very effective tool in my opinion if you're willing to get up and and work. So it, I believe that if you can set a promise for yourself, like hey, I'm going to wake up early and you and you keep skipping steps. Yeah. And you know you're fully capable of of waking up early. And you're, you can motivate yourself by telling yourself like, yo, like stop being a bitch, get the fuck up. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like this yeah. self-criticism, but but then you have people that have bad self-talk, right? And they yeah. actually believe what they're saying to, the, to themselves. So I believe that yeah. self-criticism is something that, that comes from the strength of self-belief. Like you can't really talk to yourself like that and let it motivate you and be your own coach yeah. unless you're confident enough or possibly you've seen enough of a result to know that you're able to do that work. Yeah.
1: I I know, I know a lot of dudes uh, listen to and like David Goggins. He's the first one that came to my mind when you're talking about that self motivation, um, you know, and, and, he's not critical of himself so much as he's motivating himself, you know, to exactly. get up and get out there and stay hard. That's like his tagline, like stay hard, yeah. you know, because man, otherwise, you know, we, we become soft and weak and like my father-in-law would say a big bag of donuts, man, we can't, we can't yeah. do that. Um, yeah. all right, well, cool, man. So let, let's kind of, let's roll in and, and uh, let's talk about Rogers fitness Academy. You, I mean, obviously you gave us some background on your story. You went from, Um, you know, a gun in your mouth and, and almost ending your life to a a beautiful family, a wife, a son, um, you know, and now a a business that you've started to help other men stay fit and stay healthy. So how did that start? Um, And kind of take us through that a little bit. And then let's talk about what it is. What does a routine look like? Um, If anyone was interested in it, how could they get more info, all that good stuff?
0: Yeah. So I, I believe that, I'm those that that type of believer that's like everything happens for a reason, right? Damn. And when I when I was talking about like embracing pain and changing your perspective on it, what happened was I lost my job that I had for six years, a legitimate career. I was a foreman electrician, a commercial electrician, and they just one day said, "Hey, you're not you don't have a job anymore." COVID hit, boom, wow. it was over, and and I lost I lost my job, I lost my income. I lost my ability to provide for my family and I went home and yeah, I was depressed for like the first week. I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? I went and got another job and I got fired within two weeks. Uh, The guys did not like me. I'm I'm a born leader. I walked in and I was like, this is what I am. This is who I, you know, that's the type of person I am. Yeah. That's probably why I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not cut out to, to be under people. (laughs) Yeah. And, and they, they fired me and all these bad things were happening. And I was just like, I was sober at the time, but it was testing me, dude. It was testing the hell out mm-hmm. of me. And, you know, I, instead of getting really down on myself and depressed, I started to really put my head together and and think like, what what can I do to never allow anybody else to like tell me how much money I can make, how mm-hmm. much I can work. And I started to think of all the things that I've overcome in the last, it was two years at that point and all the steps that I took to become that person with mental strength and strong character and extremely fit and disciplined. And I started to put together a program of those steps with those steps that I took from that gun in my mouth to the point I was there. And then I, I said, you know, I said, it worked for me. Let's see if it works for anybody else. Yeah, A couple of guys jumped on, lost you know, lost 50 pounds in three months, and I was like, well, nice. I was very thankful they're hard workers because if they weren't, <laughs> I probably wanted to start the business. I was like, I'm good at this, and yeah. I I started to push it out into the market, and within six months had a six figure business. Um, wow. And so, yeah, my my objective with my clients is growth, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. Um, I a lot of it, you know, it resonates from me telling my story and and preach practicing exactly what I preach, and I'm there. I'm doing the steps with them. Um, it's all online, so it doesn't really matter where you're at. Um, I have clients all over the world, and I use fitness and nutrition as a tool. Okay, I'm not I'm not your regular fitness and nutrition coach. If you go look at my content, I don't talk about fitness. I don't talk about six packs. I never have. I I'm, use it as a tool. For a few for a few reasons, stress management. When you um, put yourself in a situation where you're feeling pain on a daily basis, routinely, and you're thinking and breathing your way through it, it rewires your brain to tolerate pain, to tolerate stress. And when your intention is that, it, it does just that. And so, I I use it as a tool, and then with the nutrition, what you if you can control what you ingest, like you can do anything. And I yeah. 100% believe that it's a very hard thing to do to diet. Um, and then we do like one on one calls every every other week. And we do group calls every week. And it's just a, a very intensive program. And man, the the type of results I've given clients is just amazing.
1: Can Can you give a couple examples of like what, you know, with, with um, a couple of the the top points or whatever of, uh, specifically to the program that might help someone out there, see if it's a, a might be a good fit for them or something they want to check out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I help people all the way from, Hey, I, I need to lose a bunch of fat or, Hey, I'm not very driven. I I'm not self-motivated, mm, um, or I'm not disciplined to somebody that, you know, is like, Hey bro, my marriage is falling apart. My life is falling apart. I see everything. Something needs to happen now. Like I'm that last stand for them that helps them pull out of that and become and and reach their full potential. And and honestly, it's crazy to see like, if you want to see what you're made of, come to me. Mm. Like I I will show you who you are. And my goal is to help you find your true identity and be very confident in that. Exactly.
1: So I I love it, man. And I, I love, um, I love the uh, the the variety of options that because you you're really just talking about life stuff too and and everything kind of flows together um, everything comes together like we can be as healthy as shit with our bodies and and have you know six pack abs which I've never had before by the way but hey who knows maybe <laughs> at 40 maybe I'll get some one day <laughs> <Maybe>. right <laughs> um, but we could have the physical features we could have that but man if we're if we're if we're in a dark place mentally or spiritually You know, we're just not, I mean, what is that? Does it really matter? Like it it all has to kind of come together and work like an engine and every little piece of that engine needs to function correctly to be at the top of our game. So, um, and by, by no means am I saying that I have it all figured out. I definitely don't. It's, it's a, it's a practice. I always, that's been coming up a lot lately. It's a practice. It's a practice because I don't think that I'm ever going to get to a point like where I just arrive and, oh my God, it's, it's euphoric and it's great. Right. Part of the fun is like the, the journey and the ups and downs there, you know, even on the shitty days, it's like, okay, why am I doing this? Oh yeah. You know, um, it's kind of like golf. I will go out and hit like 30 terrible shots, but then I have those like five that are just like, just on the money, bro. And I'm like, okay, that's why I keep playing golf. And like five shots before I was like ready to throw my damn club in the lake or whatever. And just be done with it. Oh, it's funny, man it's um, a
0: lifelong pr- process. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What, what about, uh, what about daily habits, um, daily habits? Um, like what, like what is may, maybe, maybe this, like, what is your daily routine, um, for Eric look like, like what, what do you do? And, and I know every day kind of fluctuates depending on our schedules and stuff, but what is right. like, what generally, what does that look like for you?
0: So for a while when I decided to fully commit and get sober, um, you know, my work my wakeups were, you know, four o'clock in the morning, three thirty to four o'clock in the morning, and exercising, eating seven meals a day, like I, I went all in on the discipline. Yeah. And I'm a believer in letting and making your routine work for you and not your routine work for you. Uh, sorry. Yeah, not you uh so that was <laughs> that's right you
1: had it I, I know what you know what saying. I mean
0: I yeah. think I was right the first time because so. because every season of your life is different and you're going through things everything's you know you're going through seasons that you may be dealing with depression maybe you need to add something in your routine that's yeah. gonna help with that and maybe you're happy but you're dealing with anxiety so you need to add something in your routine to to take care of that and so it changes as we go at this point in my life, I always wake up and I always jump on the stairmaster and I, I put myself in a state of suffering immediately mm. and I put a hoodie on and I hate it. I, I want to crawl <laughs> out of my skin. I want to get off. Yeah. And then that's where I get to fight that, that inner bitch and, and prepare myself to go destroy it, man, to go kill it. Because if you start your day off with suffering and instead of hitting that snooze button and being comfortable, yeah, like it's going to change good. the outcome of your day which is gonna change the outcome of your future. Man, I, I read my Bible, I pray, I um, I do like I am statements, depending on on where my self-doubt is for that day. And I eat my seven meals a day, I hit the gym later on, I run my business, I spend time with my family, like that's my yeah, life. Good, man. And my, my goal for everybody is to help them figure out what their vision is in life. Like, what do you want? Yeah, what's and your purpose? right then you need to ask the person that you're trying to become what did you do to get there on a daily basis and that's how you need to construct your your daily routine your daily yeah. habits they should yeah. be aligned with who you're trying to become so everybody's different and that's what the program is it's all customized to that yeah
1: nice man nice so um if someone wanted to uh reach out if they want to find more info where's the best place they could do that eric
0: um, I'm most mostly on Instagram. So if you wanna find me at the real underscore Eric Rogers and you guys can message me. I mean, you'll see the content I post like three times a day. I'm really into it. So yeah. try to give as much value as I possibly can. Nice. So I hope you enjoy it.
1: Yeah, so we'll we'll make sure those those links are uh, in the show notes for you. We also put uh, Eric's Facebook uh, uh, link in there as well as YouTube channel so you can find those in there. Um, Eric, dude, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, anything that you want to leave uh, our audience with, any last words of advice, encouragement, or anything you want to say before we wrap up today?
0: Yeah, I think that your progress is you know, it's you're gonna have hard days. You're gonna have really good days. You're gonna have really bad days. And on those bad days, like to be very grateful that you're even alive. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, we are blessed to have the bare minimum in life: our breath, our clothes, yeah. our food. And if we can find gratitude in in the smallest little things, then bad days don't affect us as much, That's right? Good. Try to become someone that's so strong that if you had everything taken away from you, you you still would hold on to your morals. You'd still hold on to your character and your standards would stay high because yeah. that's the one thing that you can't have taken away from you is yeah. your character.
1: Love that, man. Love that gratitude. PMA positive mental attitude man, it, it really helps, um, just get through any day. So I can't agree more with you. Uh, Eric, thanks so much again, man, for coming on the podcast today. It was really a pleasure to get to have you on, uh, get to Thank know you a little bit. We'll have to link up sometime, uh, and grab coffee or something, man. We're close by. So, you know, who yeah. knows, man, we'll, we'll keep in touch for sure.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me, brother.
1: Right on. Thanks, man. I hope some spoke to you today. Uh, share the podcast with a friend, Uh, If you're tired of drinking, you can head on over to quitdrinkingdude.com. Check out the 30-day challenge there. Uh, Connect with Eric at thereal underscore Eric Rogers on Instagram. Once again, the rest of his links will be in the show notes as well. And uh, man, I love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.